shit, you just failed a drug test. But yet you didn't smoke THC. But you may have been in a room with THC. What now? What goes on? A lot of this is being more and more brought to the light since a lot of states are actually legalizing cannabis. So I'm going to try to bring to the light exactly what these tests do and how maybe we can change things. So stay tuned to this episode. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. Good Dudes Grow 2.0 On the Good Dudes Grow 2.0 We're here to let you know The importance of plant-based medicine And psychedelics on mental and physical health We're bringing you stories of how these medicines Have changed lives And can save lives We want to teach you The healing power of plant-based medicine This is The Good Dudes Grow 2.0 What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. First of all, let me tell you, this is episode 41. We never thought we would actually be going this far on the subject, but we have, and we're not stopping now. We would like to thank everybody for listening, downloading, because if it wasn't for you guys, we probably would have stopped. So we're glad, and we're hoping that we're giving you the information you want. If not, you can always leave us an email at Gary at gooddudesgrow.com and let me know what you do want to hear because we like to make this a more of an informative podcast, not not just a let's smoke this and get high podcast or make it too complicated by telling everybody exactly how to grow stuff and biological stuff and everything else. We want to show you and destigmatize what cannabis and CBD is so that everybody has an opportunity to try it, but also to bring stories on how it's changed people's lives. And that's where we're going in the near future. We're coming very soon to switching our format. We're coming out with Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Basically, we're continuing continuing to destigmatize uh, cannabis and CBD, but we're also showing how plant-based medicine from cannabis, CBD, and psychedelics has benefits on your mental and physical health. So we're going to be bringing athletes on how they use CBD or other like psychedelics and other items like that to the show and explain why they decided to go that route and why they thought that this was a much safer and better route for them than actually the traditional uh, medical and pharmaceutical stuff. It's, It's fascinating with the doctors that I talk to. And the good news is that really, really... A lot of studies are coming out showing and proving this. So the more information we get, the more information we are able to bring to you and educate you, we're hoping that you'll understand that plant-based medicine is not about getting high or getting or getting stoned or, or just tripping. It's basically being used for the benefit of people's mental and physical health. And that's the biggest thing that, that I'm trying to do. And a lot of people do understand that I'm opening a recovery facility called Promises Integrated Recovery, which is part of Promises Recovery within the name of my daughter who passed away from opiate addiction, as well as my father. And I believe that if I had plant, I knew more about plant-based medicine, they both would probably still be here because 
this stuff really does work. And it's currently the same thing with, with psychedelics. And this is why we're growing to Good Dudes 2.0. We're noticing that we're growing with the, our audience, not just us making you grow with the understanding of plant-based medicine, but we've grown into learning more about how we can save first responders' lives through psychedelics. It's showing major promise. We are connecting even our, our recovery facility with groups in Canada to actually bring this to the United States to actually help study this type of stuff so that we can actually remove the suicide rate in first responders. Because this one big thing that touches myself, uh, suicide rate in first responders and people dying from overdoses. So that's a big thing. But on to the, uh, the, the subject at hand. I, this is going to be a short podcast, but I, I did want to actually start. I wanted to bring this to the forefront because I started talking with different fire departments, trying to get them access to CBD and cannabis. And I started doing a lot more research and started talking to a lot more people. And I realized one of the biggest thing is the workplace urine test for THC actually tests for an inactive THC metabolite. What does that mean? Basically, in, in, in normal terms, our conventional urine test for most employers or most employment does not test for active THC to the point of where you've, it notices you've actually smoked and you're impaired. It basically... Let's get okay. Let's start at the beginning. The primary active ingredient of, of cannabis is delta nine or basically THC, but it has a natural occurring inactive precursor, which is an acid. So they refer it to as THC acid, THCA, THC carboxy, or a more complicated name to COOH THC. Now, here's the thing the urine test tests all those except the delta nine THC the one that causes psychoactive or impairment. So, so it's extremely frustrating when you're trying to actually drive home a point that we want access to a uh, non-psychoactive CBD, low THC, high CBD product to help us sleep, to help first responders with pain, to, to use that as a pain reliever instead of a opiate, an addictive opiate, but yet you can get drug tested and lose your job for a test that doesn't even test if you're actually positive or, or impaired for the real THC that causes the issue. So I've done some studies and I've noticed that a lot of companies are shying away from this urine test because not in the first responder industry, but in regular employment, you're going to notice that with several states actually getting medical marijuana uh, legalized in their state, a lot of employers are putting them in line of lawsuits as a disability act because they're using that as medication because they have prescription for it. It doesn't mean they're using it while they're working. Even though I think there's one case of a funeral, uh, somebody working at a funeral that that's used it while he's working because he has cancer. But it's, if you use it on your day off, the half-life, that THC will no longer be in your system, the one that makes you impaired by the next day, but yet you can still pop a drug test because those inactive compounds can get actually stuck in your fat cells. And so they stay there for anywhere up to, I've, I've read different numerous studies, anywhere between three days to 90 days to even, even a year, especially depending on body type, uh, 
muscular, um, physical activity, everything else. Well, the funny thing is that if you're physically active and you go, let's say a firefighter, physically active, he goes inside a house or goes in a dispensary, let's say a dispensary, dispensary on fire, and they all go in and they get secondhand smoke. Well, that THC won't get them, them high. It won't stay in their system long, but it will build this secondary THC acid or THCA in their system and stay there. And let's say he goes, works out, and then he's asked to go take a random test. Well, that workout, since it's stuck in your fat cells, when you work out, you burn off fat, that releases that THCA into your system. And now he's going to go piss and he's going to pass positive for a urine test. He's never smoked drugs, never touched drugs, but yet it can stay in his system for up to a year. Imagine that. You go on a call a year ago, you get secondhand smoke, and then you get tested a year later, and just because you worked out and it's in your fat cells, you, the chance of you losing your job is high. And this is just because of our, of our antiquated old-time drug test, which, which we really need to change. And right now, a lot of people are actually looking and saying this, this, the urine test is not the way to go. They're saying blood, plasma, or oral tests are the way to go because these tests will actually test for THC at that time. They can still show pulse negatives with the THCA, but it's more likely that if you think the person is impaired, the person's not doing their job, they've been in a car accident, it's going to stay in your system for, for, for a couple of hours. So if they get tested right away with a saliva test, blood test, it'll show the real marijuana or cannabis or THC that's in their body that shows the impairment. And that's the kind of way where we need to go. We need to remove the random tests. We need to go to education on showing people exactly what impairment looks like, what to look for, and decisions that, you know, the employees understand that if they, somebody thinks you're impaired, they're going to send you for a drug test. That's, you know, that's just something. If you want to be able to use medical mar marijuana or cannabis and you want to, or use a low THC, high CBD products that help you with your pain instead of opiates, these are things you have to understand. That Sooner or later, we're going to get removed them from random tests and we're going to get more tests prescribing. Hey, listen, I think you're high. You're not looking right. You're not doing this. Uh, we're going to send you for your drug test. And again, it's not going to be perception. Just like the American College of Occupation and Environmental Medicine, they were act they're actually involved in educational and regulatory activities regarding workplace drug testing. They've actually published two position statements that include recommendations for cannabis testing. Although they vary somewhat, each emphasized documentation of impairment. Remember that, the documentation of impairment. Not that I just thought so, I just kind of, they were they're educating people to show what impairment is. And therefore, they sent them for blood or plasma THC tests to look for active, active metabolite levels in the employees, as opposed to inactive inert metabolites in a urine test, which is basically our status quo testing for all employers right now, federally and non-federally. So things are changing. It's a good sign. And that's what we're trying to educate a lot of uh, fire departments, that things are changing. Your antiquated drug testing is no longer, especially here in Florida, since we have medical marijuana, since hemp CBD is so readily available, it, the testing that you're doing is really, you're just looking to get people in trouble 
that are just trying to make themselves healthy. Let's be honest. I'm not a drug user. I enjoy CBD. I have to use an isolate so I don't lose my, my pop my drug test. I'm not a youngin. I'm, you know, I'm over 50. I train hard. I have back pains, neck pains, knee pains. You know, a full spectrum product with a little bit of THC will help me sleep. Sleep is the number one thing for recovery. So basically, you're looking at people who are healthy and want to use the, these products correctly, and they can't because they're afraid of a inadequate attest to actually lose their jobs. It's, it's, it's crazy. So we really need to change things. So just to bring this to a close, drug testing for cannabinoids remains extremely controversial from a regulatory, political, privacy, medical, and criminal justice point of view. There are so many point of views on this. It is amazing that you know what? This is why we're having issues of changing stuff, but changes are coming. They're rapidly evolving with likely future expanding regulatory testing of oral fluid, hair, and not just urine. Remember that. Oral will actually, oral and blood plasma will actually show the active ingredient THC of impairment. But again, we need to educate employers what impairment looks like. You know, so that's one of the number of things. Focusing on testing appears to be shifting away from cannabis and more to impairment. Again, I repeat that, more to impairment. Let's look for uh, basically driving under the influence in Colorado and Washington. They refer it to as five five nanograms per milliliter of blood THC. Now, we can serve we can use that as a model to start for impairment. If that's the case and you want a number, then let that be the number showing impairment. Five nanograms per ml of whole blood THC levels. That'll do it. And that'll be a start. And I think that's where we should kind of look at. A lot of people say there's no levels. Some states already have levels. I think the states who have medical marijuana need to start looking at this regulation and changing it. Because I'll be honest with you, there are several studies showing those that use medical marijuana and cannabis do not have problems doing their job. I've had several people in here, including top athletes who use it, never came out and still played like top athletes. Professionals who run a multi-million dollar companies use it. They're not lazy. They're not impaired. There's no issue. We just need to change the drug testing so that we can prove that. Guys, thank you again for listening to my show. If you want to help us uh, open the doors of Promises Recovery, just one simple way of doing it. Go to ppzcbd.com, order some products. We have the best products on there. They're there to actually benefit you. They're not there just for us to make money. And if you need any information on it, we're always reachable on how to use our products. But go there. Every penny that you buy there that we make goes directly into funding our recovery facility to help addiction and PTSD and first responders. So that's the best way to actually help us out. Second best thing is write a review on Apple Review or review this podcast so we can get this out to more people. With that said, I appreciate you. You guys have an awesome week and I will see you again next week with another great guest on Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is 
podcast powertrain. Right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material. If you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked, all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there. Also, if you're looking for a platform, not sure which platform to use to record your show on, Riverside FM is the one we use. You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we'll see you, but. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0.